You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Welcome to Mornings with Dick and Skippy. Dick and Skippy in the mornings. This is the aforementioned Skippy. I got Dick with me playing some rock music to lead us in to a Wednesday, a hump day, Mueller Report Day. We'll, we'll touch on that. We're not going to go into too much detail because no real bombshells have happened yet, if at all. But it is bright and sunshiny out there. Uh, we got a beautiful cold front that brought us all the way down to the 70s. All right. Thank you, cold front. <laughs> it's amazing when you, you're looking forward to the cold front that brings you down to normal temperatures. <clears throat> but anywho, it's only going to touch 90 today. It's going to get up to 89 officially in Conroe. Uh, sunshiny all day, moonshiny all night. Uh, next couple of days, low 90s, and then maybe even down to the 80s again with thunderstorms all through the weekend and next week. I'll take this opportunity to PSA you and say if you don't have your flood insurance, it ain't too late. Here we go again. Hey, I'm just saying, man. Good morning, Dick. Good morning. Thank you for bringing me my awesome bean punk coffee this yeah, morning. You're welcome. This was. They're doing. A lot oh, they got of... sleeves finally. Well, they changed it up. I think yeah. she's trying to figure out what works best for both locations and things like that. And I. This is yummy coffee. You know what? This coffee is so good because you know you brought me the uh, the accoutrement to go with it. Yeah. You know the the, the sweetener and the 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 moo moo juice, but uh, I'm just drinking this straight. All right. Hot cool. and black. All right. Yeah. So thank you for that. Yeah. Happy Wednesday. Happy to Wednesday to you. Yeah. It's a it's gonna be a day today. I'm a you know I'm in a good mood today. Why beyond that? just, I, I don't know. Is that be, because you know you're going to be on film? You know what? That's right. I'm, uh, I got a, for those of you who don't know, there's a local uh, film production company who is doing, uh, I, I'm not sure what I can say. They're doing a modern take on a classic tale. I'll say that until I'm, I'm cleared to talk more about it. But I get to play a, a guy, a doctor, um, and I get to die of a heart attack on screen. Well, that's when they do rewrites every day. And yeah, well, I'm sure there will be rewrites. So we, we start filming today. I'll be filming my scenes over the next three days, maybe a little bit next week. But it'll be fun. I got like eight changes of clothes in my car. <laughs> and uh, I can only presume my trailer working, will be ready for those late me. nights, huh? Well, I'll be done by 8 o'clock this evening, I what think. Kind of, what kind of costumes do you have? Well, they told me I got my costume requirement email yesterday. And uh, they're like, they apologize because usually you get them way beforehand. And they gave it to me, you know, like 12 hours to go. And they said, well, you know, bring some khakis and a couple of button downs and a watch. And so I responded going, okay, I got that. Uh, I can do that. I usually don't wear, fortunately, I have an old wristwatch that looks nice because I'm, I'm Mr. Fob Watch guy. And since they said in the email they were still kind of working on my character as to what he should be, they're like, well, just bring the khakis and the and the button-down shirts, a couple of different colors, and we should go with that. Well, I also then, so I brought like two pairs of different kind of khakis, three shirts, and then a complete three-piece suit ensemble. Okay. And, you, you know, in case they want to play me older with, you know, the, the vest, the waistcoat, and the fob watch kind of thing. So uh, you can never have too many uh, change of clothing. I think I talked to you about there was a, 
many years ago they were filming a a movie in Houston that went straight to the Sci-Fi Channel and DVD that Tim Matheson directed. Uh, it was called Hellswarm, and I was hired to be an extra, in, uh, and I, so I showed up with like three or four changes of clothing, and as a result, I got to be in three or four different scenes, and that's when I had my run-in with Tim Matheson, where I found he's one of the like coolest guys on the planet, and he actually gave me a featured close-up as a result of that that run-in with him. Uh, it was we, we, we got, I got stuck on a staircase together. It was a narrow staircase. And I got to talk with him, even though you're not supposed to, but I told him that my favorite movie of his was Up the Creek. And he just, he was tickled by that. So that night we're shooting a crowd. So you got scene. starstruck? I got some, man. The dude was. I, I never get starstruck. Oh, I, he was. Only when pleasant. you're in the room. You should, you should see the bottom half of me. <laughs> it's quivering. <laughs> oh, my God. It's quivering. And so, some other stuff's going on. You know, this is the day that my mom finally tunes in to take it to Skippy in the morning. Hi, Mom. Uh, but no, he was a cool Maybe guy. Like I was one. absolutely starstruck. He he was cool. He's tall. Oh, my. Well, to me, everybody's tall. But he was, like, particularly tall. And just pleasant because the guy was under a lot of stress. He was in the movie uh, he was directing the movie. It was not on. It was in Texas, you know. So oh, it wasn't. Gross. Well, I mean, it wasn't. It was outside of his L.A. stomping grounds. Oh, well, wait, is L.A. that different? <sighs> yes, yes. Why? Uh, the climate's different. The people yeah. are different. The, well, it feels like we're in California today. This is true. This is this is outright San Diego weather outside. You got look at that breeze going through the. the I've breeze. only been I've only been to California once, and it smelled. Well, well, I take that back. I, I did go visit the Redwoods, which is really cool. I remember California is a big state. In fact, is California's it? the uh, yeah. I feel California's, like once you see once you see it, you kind of like all right, it's all the same. California is the size of England. They're they're roughly the same size and shape. Okay, sort of. I enjoyed it. The Redwoods yeah. is uh, a really interesting oh, like place. The, the the Redwood Forest, the really cool pictures. Aren't that beautiful? Uh, was it big? So. Is it Big Sur? Yeah, Big Sur, or Big Bit. I have no big idea. Bend. Big Sur. I have no idea. Yeah. I, when I was really little, I lived in California, and I have you lived everywhere. Flashes of memories. I'm convinced you lived everywhere. Every major place you've lived for at least. I lived on most of the continents. Yeah. Well, well, visited them, I guess. You know. What, what continents haven't you? Probably uh, Antarctica. Probably Africa. Africa and Antarctica. Yeah. Um, Do you really count Antarctica though? Is there actually a civilization there? Doesn't matter. It's a continent. It doesn't matter if there's a civilization. Yeah, I wouldn't count though. It, well, okay. Because there's not cartographers like, well, there's history not, will disagree with There's not somebody you. going like, let's save Antar- Antarctica because of all the poverty there. Well, no, they're saying let's save Antarctica because of all the melting ice there. Yeah. No, we're we're going to go down a continent because of that. It's going to be horrible. Yeah, it's going to jack with the Olympic rings. Because, so. you know, there's a, se- seven rings, one for each continent. Oh, because they have representation from Antarctica? Well, apparently, you know, the penguins need a voice. Okay, I'm not gonna argue with it. I'll argue with it, <laughs> but uh, that's cool. You're gonna be on film. Are we gonna be able to watch this on Amazon or something? Probably. This is um, it's a, it's a short film. It's not like ten minutes long, <clears throat> but uh, it could be done for festival purposes or as a calling card. A lot of filmmakers do a low budget film as a calling card to shop to studios to show their their talents. So that that could be it. It's uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Some good local talent, and I I'm always up for helping other talent, you know, however I can. So this is something I'm not getting paid for this gig. I get to give up yeah. about a week of my life. Do you finally get to do a nude scene? 
Because I know you've been like starving to do something like that. I've already done it and seen my. Oh, you have? Yeah, you didn't know that? Yeah. Yeah, that's gonna. I told you. In Jack Everyman. Like full full on nudity. Well, I was fully nude. You didn't see the full oh, on nudity. Well, I mean, you're just playing with me then. Well, there's you, you know, it, it's all about the uh, you give just enough so you can fill in the gaps. Okay. There you go. That's boring. So, that's not new age. New age film actors show everything. You that's got, true. You got to be with it. You got to be with it if you're going to be artsy. That's true. No, I I couldn't. It was enough that I had to be nude on a. It was a closed set, uh, but there were still like half a dozen people in there. Now, do you think that's just because of the stigma of like this isn't a porno shoot, so we have to have a closed set, or is that more of like? Because I I imagine and and anyone listening who's an actor actress, I feel like you challenge the barriers that surround you in your acting ability. And I always feel that nudity would be part of an art at one point when you're like choosing to take a job. Well, throughout history it has been. Uh, so like, why would it bother you to the point where like you hear about the the major actors, like, you know, I'm going to sue. I'm never going to do this again. Like, it's just because once like, you have, and once you're out there, you're out there. Yeah. Man. Basically you can't unring that bell. Now well, like think about all those poor actors and act or famous people who got hacked. Remember that? Mm-hmm. That was like what five years ago mm-hmm. when they got their phones hacked, and now you can look at buttholes of like famous people, and you're like, nothing really changed, did it? Right. And my life went on. I mean, I've been in a nude scene, but you know that that was that, and it was it you know wasn't a porno. It was integral to the scene and to the plot kind of thing. Um, you don't see anything. We, we had duct tape. Yeah. And uh, I think I think social media has neutered the way we see. You know, well, I think America's kind of catching up because I, in, in England, growing up on TV, you could see, you know, there was boobs and language galore. But was there was there a scandal, though? Like, no. I imagine if they got a snippet of the Queen nude, they'd be like, can you believe it? Well, there were some publications in England, like the Daily Sun in particular, which actually had what was called the Page 3 nude. And so it was a newspaper you'd buy at the newsstand, wouldn't and that, you open it up, and wouldn't that page be, be a the highlight woman. of your journalism career? And it's like, Mom, I finally got my dream job. Oh, what are you doing? I'm I'm part editor of a one page. Oh, what page? Page three. Page three nude. A nude in the sun. But in England, the stigma wasn't there, so it was... Qualifications? Well, this is back in the 70s. Qualifications? Really good at Photoshop. <laughs> well, this is before no, the, the days of... You ever seen those Photoshop uh, famous people where like, you could tell they made them look extra dry? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? It's like, look how horrible this person looks. He hasn't eaten in days. Yeah. See, that's what I'm digging right there. That's what that's the fake news I want to read. See, my generation, when we talk about airbrushing, it was literal airbrushing the photo. There was mm-hmm. no there was no Photoshop. Well, that's where the term came from. Yes. Right? Yeah. It was like cut and paste. She has a third nipple. I actually worked on a newsletter where we actually cut and paste the you know articles that were written. That's how we did it. Yeah. But now it's just so easy to manipulate an image and you can make I'm yeah. su- and I'm surprised nothing really has come out too scandalous because of the technology of today. Well, that's the whole point. It's now you can see Cause, videos cause, of UFOs. Well, right now, the only thing that's really convincing people are videos of out of people. context. Well, yeah. So I could show you five seconds of a film. That's why you want to show the original and then raw it's like, footage. oh, this guy's a racist or this lady's a liar. Because my favorite uh, drama story right now is that woman is in uh, <laughs> yes. is it Michigan? Where is it? Uh, she's walking got, it back. I got was it Michigan conf- or Florida? I got confused because Florida, well, he kept wearing a Marlins t-shirt, the guy she accused of. I think it was in Florida. Hold on. And I'm, I'm like, look it up as you talk. Because, you know, he's Cuban, right? He's not white. He made a point of that, and uh, which I really enjoyed. And uh, I don't think if anyone, uh, if you know the story, we're going to find the details of the names. You can look it up. It's pretty interesting. A woman apparently was in a 
checkout 15 items or less line and a, a, a man came up and she had oh uh, sorry 10 items for or less 10 items or less she had more than important. that she had more than that so he felt like he needed to say something to her and said well remember she says that he said that there's even more news that came out that depending on where you are i found even more news man. okay good well i'm just letting you know she didn't really like what she said so she went on her social media claimed all this telling her to get, get out of town you know go back home kind of like what Donald Trump did, and she turned out to be a, uh, was she a lawmaker? What was she? She was a rep? Yeah, yeah, uh, it's a Georgia state representative, She's Erica state Thomas. Rep. Uh-huh. And then it turns out that uh, he's Cuban, and he crashed, he really crashed the press conference she had? Uh, no, to my knowledge, she didn't actually crash it. Now, what happened no, was he she... he did, he did. Yeah, the, he didn't crash it, sorry. <clears throat> now, reading the, the news as of this morning, first off, yesterday she walked it back because she was on her videos saying, oh, he approached me with clenched fists and I was in fear for my life. And then he comes up saying, nine months go pregnant. back, go I'm back. nine months pregnant. And then and he, the and next... He literally just goes, that has nothing to do with what, what I said. <laughs> I liked it. I'm telling you, it was all caught on screen. You know the news people, local news people are like, yes, yes, queen. And he flat out denied it and said, you know, there would be witnesses and proof otherwise. So yesterday she walked it back saying, well... I don't recall him actually saying go back, but something along those words were said, and, you know, he said them to me. Well, now, as of this morning's news, <clears throat> witnesses have popped up who are actually, Ooh, you know, like man, the, the, the you, clerk saying that she's the one telling him to go back to, go back to where he came from because he's Cuban, <laughs> and that the police looked at the I'm not, hey, video I'm footage, looking, the surveillance letting, footage. Letting the, the man know he doesn't look Cuban, so you can't blame anyone for misinterpreting that he's Cuban or not. Well, you know, since we all came from Metaphorian Eve or mitochondrial Eve in Africa, just, you know, you tell anyone, I could tell you to go back to where you came from and you'd eventually have to make it back to no, Africa. No, actually, I was born in the soil here. Are you a golem? Are you a Jewish yeah, golem? Yeah, I'm, I'm a Timothy Green's cousin. I was born here. I was okay. born out of a plant. I got so. you. But also the surveillance footage from the store shows I mean, that juicy i'm telling you the story is what do you think is going to happen to her you think she's she's not going to resign she didn't seem like she has the gall to no this is or the honor to even resign. the cops are saying you know what uh the, we watched the footage he's not approaching her his fists aren't clenched in fact they're in his so pocket he's suing her for defamation or yeah something. this is so this is something that's going to blow up in her face because this is once again someone and both sides play this game but this is someone who took well, politicians play this game you yeah not to say both sides there's more than both sides you know that right yeah, Bernie Sanders but, is independent. Yeah, but he's so, running on the Democratic ticket. But right now he's no, he's always been independent. He's always run on the Democratic ticket. Well, until you know, there's, there's other people in this world. Sure, okay. Sides. All sides play Thank this. You. There we go. That someone else says, yeah, be the change. Go back where you came from, like what Trump did. Then so you have someone like I'm gonna get in on that too. Someone said that to me too, and unfortunately, that's where you got to separate the wheat from the chaff. Unfortunately, you know, we survived the rush that came with the inevitable rush of false or overstated accusations when me too started hitting where yeah. everybody all of a sudden was me too me too and i'm not downplaying the fact that me too was a, is a huge problem and sexual harassment is a huge problem okay. but after a while people got wait a second he did what she did what no that's just because you got looked at in a you know you're in a bar having a beer and someone looked at you from across the crowded room that was not harassment so I gotta tell you, uh, what'd you do? I was, there was a video of a guy who came out. He was a, I don't know if you're a big YouTube person, but Screen Junkies is a company that makes a lot of online videos and everything. And this guy, when the Me Too movement happened uh, after Harvey Weinstein, he got outed. And so now apparently it's been enough time where the courts and everything's kind of he's legally allowed to talk about it. 
he makes a, a video, apology video, but basically proving that all the allegations of this, you know, harassment, this, uh, the rape and all that kind of stuff never happened. But what I loved is he still cheated on his wife. And so he's still trying to like walk that line. Like I didn't do anything wrong, but I did. I know I cheated, but I didn't rape this woman. Like he, and I was thinking like, how do you deliver a message like that without sounding like still like a jerk? Well, and uh, it was very, it was, it was very interesting, but well, there's being a jerk and being, uh, well, cause it was like multiple women. Like he was, well, he like, cause the text came out and Mm. like, that's how he had to prove himself that he didn't do these things. And it was just kind of like, man, even if like, even your wife got to see that your family had to see these. And I'm like, oh, I'm so glad you're not a rapist, but you're still kind of messed up because you're soliciting fans. You're do- like, he was doing a lot of stuff that you're like, man, that's kind of, like, yeah, it's kind of like a pyrrhic- on the dark side over there. Yeah, It's a pyrrhic victory on he's, that. His lights aren't fully off, but he's dimming those lights. Well, back when I worked in the legal field, uh, you know, there was a lawyer that I worked for who was a complete and utter poopy head. I mean, he actually like throw staplers at us and stuff like that and just go on rants and raves. And he, he but he was so, really good at his job. So he's a real gym in the office. Yeah. But here's the thing. He brought him in a lot of money so they wouldn't you know, let him go until finally uh, some of us banded together and said it's either him or us. And we knew we'd be going. And they finally let him go. Oh, I thought they were going to let you go. Like, man, well, we were a, expecting it because he brought him so much money. But that's we're like, we, we can't handle this anymore. I mean, he would literally throw staplers. And then you left hard. within six months. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I left eventually. But uh, he would, I would actually go to trial with him, you know, with, with notes and stuff. And he would be telling the jury, listen, I'm a jackass. I, I'm not a nice person. You're not going to like me. But that has nothing to do with whether my client is guilty or not. Or, and he would also defend some people going, listen, my client's a jerkwad. He, you know, he's not a nice person. He he cheated. He catted around. He did this. He cheated on his taxes. But he didn't murder this per- person. You know, there is, you've got to be but able to separate. he's not a murderer. Exactly. And it's funny that, that in the legal field, that's a big I difference. It. I believe it. Because we villainize folks. And even without knowing the full facts, it's, it's so much easier, especially they look they look the part. Because, like, Harvey Weinstein, now everyone's like, he looks like one of those people that wants yeah. you alone. And, uh, unfortunately, that's not... Uh, Bill Clinton didn't look like one of those, but then we found he was. Yeah. I still can't believe that's a real deal. I really... I mean, the more facts I had learned about that... Was that 93 when that happened? When was Which that? Which part? The the cigar and the monocle and Winston. Yeah, yeah, that happened That over. was, like, 93, like, mm-hmm. early 90s. Man, it's still going on. It's, it's wonderful. That guy has to live with that every day. But, uh... I think he's okay with it. Well, I... Well, I mean, does he look okay? I don't really know. No, I'm just, you know, he he's not hurting but as a the, result. The, he, Georgia, the Georgia thing he, really is it's getting juicy. So you don't think she's going to resign? You think she's just not going to reelect it, basically? I think she will lose DNC support and the next... Remember, elections are coming up. I presume in the Georgia State House. Can you State imagine, House, you know, 10 years from now, and the, the little girl, little boy she has, and it's like, what was it like when I was inside your, your belly, mama? <laughs> Like I was being yelled at. I was being accosted by a Cuban. <laughs> and then, yeah, yeah, feel for the kid because he's going to come out, you know, tainted by. Well, here's the thing. I, the full story's not out. I'm going by news reports from credible sources. I just like the guy because the, the guy just shows up on camera and he doesn't look like he. Like, he reminds me of that that guy who immediately after he leaves the scene, he's like, I probably shouldn't have done that. 
but he's so he he probably seems so agitated with this woman. It was like what because she, she went on Twitter and was basically saying like really mean. Well, that yeah, that's the whole things point. about this this man. And I mean, and what's weird is he she never used names, so none of us would have known who well, this guy people, was. You know, like Johnny Depp's ex and Chris Hardwick's ex and stuff. They were doing that. Yeah. I'm not going to say who it is. But he's known as the nerdist, you, you know, thinking they can get away yeah, with it. It's like, no. But that's a guy's famous. Work. The people who are there talking about famous. This is just some guy who's getting groceries at the neighborhood store. No one's going to know who it was. They, I mean, but he but he didn't like it. He show, I, He really showed up. He really showed up. That I time. would do. That's, and that's what I've said. Those who vociferously deny something, you... I would, would tend to give them credence, you know, if you, like, roll over and let it happen. Because I know, like, like former Senator Al Franken is now saying, oh, I shouldn't have resigned, but you did. You know, you didn't fight it, uh, you know, the, yeah. the, the harassment complaint. You just flat out, before anything, it's like, I'm out of here, I quit. So, yeah, you can, years later, saying, well, what I did was only as bad as what so-and-so did, so yeah. I shouldn't have. It doesn't matter. There's no do-overs. Yeah, there, there's no do-overs. I'm trying to remember which one, but it's funny, because one of the squad, the quote, squad, uh, that you know, President Trump has targeted of the you know the, the four con- the four Democratic Congresswomen. Okay. I believe it was uh, Tlaib. I believe, but one of them, they have found two instances from a couple of years ago. One a video of her screaming at, at a Trump rally before he was elected. There's a lot of people doing that. But there's also one where she, uh, a tweet that she had put out. Man, get off Twitter, man. Saying telling him that he should be deported. So, you know, the cries of racism when he said, go back to where, you you know, go back and fix the problem, which may or may not mean Africa or Somalia. Uh, You know, I don't know what he meant, but. Really? Really? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I think the the, the I think you'd make I think a his, great comedian, though. Well, I, was, I think his reasoning was pretty clear on that. I, you know, I'll say that I'm not making excuses for the man, but all the screams of racism when he said, "Go back to go yeah, back I, and fix well, the people, problem, not go back to where he came says, from." They're gonna it's gonna be amplified to eleven, and that's the thing. But the so. same woman who is screaming racism at that, and I don't know why it's racism. Um, to it told him he needs to be deported. What would it be? Well, that's what I'm saying. What would it be considered? Just to say what isms? Come on, tell me. Well, that's the thing. Everything seems to fall. We need a new ism. Ism to work for us these days. Well, that that's the thing. It's racism, sexism, genderism, transism, cisism. I mean, just everything's what been is labeled. cisism? Uh, I'm a cis male. Is that like a neutral male? Uh, uh, well, I, I guess it would be what we call hetero, and you, you know, with the parts. I'm trying to. I'm. I'm not being glib here. I'm trying to keep up with the terminology because I, I want. Well, I also to. don't think our communities no. really use language like that. I imagine there's other communities that do. So that's when you have to learn. Exactly. I, I've know. seen it, and so I'm. You know, someone here talked about kinda, cis kinda problems, and so I had to look it up. And cis. I don't even know what it stands for. If it's Latin for something, but what it tends to mean is someone who I guess would be someone like me, a male who's born male is still male, identifies as male. And hetero, I believe that's yeah. what it means. And like, I gotta look it up again. I'm not being glib or downplaying anything. I'm just trying to keep up with the terminology. Fair enough. Yeah. But again, like we're not in these communities. You're not working for a business that interacts with those communities, so you don't really know what the right word is. You don't need to know. Mm-hmm. You don't really unless you go on Twitter and you say it, and people are really upset with you. 
Yeah, well, God knows I misspeak every day, and thank God I have smart men like you know, listener Brett to keep me honest. That's very true. Uh, <laughs> very true. Now, I, I, wanted, I need to like hire him. If I, I had money, I would hire him to be my I fact checker. I wanted to ask you this. I wanted your opinion, uh, and I really wish I had a, like a basically a lawyer and a police officer in. I got pulled Sounds over. Sounds like a joke. Lawyer, well, no, I got I got pulled over, and my inspection sticker was expired, mm-hmm. and. And I'm not saying I, I know I did that wrong, but what was weird to me was when he approached my vehicle because I was only going 30. Like I wasn't, I wasn't doing anything wrong. Mm-hmm. I was in this actually in downtown, just parking, and he pulled pulled me over. And the first thing he says is like, "Oh, I uh, ran your license plate, and I saw that your inspection sticker was expired." And I thought, I, like, I immediately thought to myself, "I go, I feel like that's just kind of dirty. Mm-hmm. Like I don't feel like you should be able to do that." My first thought. Now, what do you, does that make sense? I agree I, with you, and that's why I've never been a fan of the license plate readers well, for like that, that very purpose. Like, There's no probable cause. Because I'm not, I, I knew I was risking getting the ticket. I know I was, and that's why, I like, uh, like I was not upset. I was like, yeah, I want to go take, I literally took care of it two days later when the when I knew I could actually go take care of it. Cool. And I was like, man, that really still bothers me, though, because I remember we're talking about the license plate readers, and I was like, I wonder how, like, what percentage, I don't think it's very high. But I wonder what percentage of officers use that to interact with a civilian to find something wrong. Because he wasn't trying to find any, like he wasn't searching my car. He wasn't like he literally just gave me a ticket. I was like, man, that kind of that's kind of strange because like I wasn't speeding. I wasn't not using my right. Blinker. There is a presumption of guilt, and <clears throat> which is why I remember he was I, asking me a lot of questions about my car, which I felt was kind of odd. I was like. This is my car. You want to see like the title or? But I mean, I guess it's his job to find yeah, out not, in I'm case not. there's anything else wrong. But you think that's right to be able to just scan a car? Like I, I do not agree with that, and that's why I like. I believe it was statewide, could be national. Uh, I can't remember which court, but when the whole radar detectors were being made illegal, and finally. I believe it was a circuit court judge. It was a higher up judge ruled that if the police can use clandestine methods to bust speeders, then the speeders can use equally clandestine methods. Yeah, to like, a, like speed readers out or whatever. We yeah, call radar detectors. Yeah, radar fuzzbusters. And so the illegality of radar, and I think that was statewide. I think it's a state issue. Um, I don't think it went national, but yeah, I remember when that was a big thing, and it made a lot of sense. Uh, that's why I think red light cameras, uh, again, show the presumption of guilt, if that makes sense, which is why there was a big problem with them, the constitutionality. is Unless the cop is there to see what's going on in any context, shape, or form, you can't just take a photo and say you're guilty. And same thing with the license plate readers. I may be in a car with expired – I'm not saying I am. I'm not saying I'm not. But just to – there's no presumption of guilt. I'm just driving along obeying every other law. Yeah. Well, I just, I just I, I was interested to see what how that came about. Where those because clearly it's been argued, it has it been, and someone, someone somewhere again the red light. Michael Kubosh was the guy that spearheaded the uh, unconstitutionality of the red light camera, and yeah. as a result, they're mostly gone from Texas. For a while, they were everywhere, and think of the money that came in, and it was obviously a money grab. That was and because that's what they were saying. The city council going, we can't get rid of this because our budget's based on we were going to get this much money from the red light. Yeah, cameras, and so well, my favorite was flat Will- out money grab. My favorite was Willis, because they had a huge deal about it. But there's literally like there was like three intersections with them. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like a whole city. It would feel like you know fifty five lights. It was literally three or like two or three, 
And every time you read it in the paper about having issues, it was the funniest thing because it was like, what are people doing at these intersections? That <laughs> Well, I was uh, involved in a political campaign a few years ago with uh, and the candidate was, I liked him a lot um, personally as well as professionally. But somehow the local newspaper got footage of him running a red light a couple of times at this Willis intersection. Well, and I, that was used against him going, well, this person's running for constable, but here they are turning left on a red light. Uh, you know, well, that and, happened too, and they had the footage and everything. So. Yeah, but that's like to use that for political gain. Well, this is a, or this, monetary this considered gain. small town politics. Absolutely, and, and there's your, a lot uh, of small town and politics. Misty was saying that he's uh, probably saw my sticker. He he didn't because he was behind me. What does your sticker say? Kill cops. Uh, he was behind me at good ways, and then you know how when cops get aggressive on you, and like, oh, that guy's gonna get pulled over. You know what I'm talking about? Like mm. they they literally like ride you for. I don't yeah, know why. You, you know, that, what, that's... <laughs> what do you call that? Like the 15 seconds of of like you you better push the gas or. Brake break light. That's get, where you become hyper aware of how fast you're going down to the. Because that's what he did. He was way behind me, and then I was I was in here, and I was like, "Why is he all all of a sudden up on my butt? We're only supposed to go thirty here, because we're in town." And uh, well, it's to see if you'll run. So, think about it. once you're pulled over at that moment. Basically, whatever happens in that particular instance is what the ticket is. So, but anyway, I felt I felt like it was dirty. I feel we, yeah, especially when he when he it. opened up with, "Hey, I pulled you over because I scanned your license plate." I'm like, man, don't tell me that. Like, tell tell me that you know I was doing something. Maybe I was like, you just sat, you're just sitting there. What I would have done, and I'm sure you know this may happen to me in some point in the future too. Again, I'm not saying I've got an inspired inspection sticker right now. Maybe I do, maybe I don't. But if ever I'm pulled over when I go to court to take care of it, I will probably ask the judge. Is hmm. what happened? To pro- is there a probable cause issue? Because that's a problem. A lot of people have just enough knowledge to be dangerous, and so they can say, "Ah, you you can't pull me over for scanning my license plate because there's no probable cause." But maybe there, maybe yeah. the law was changed. Well, I mean, like one thing I've learned, especially through my uncle, who's an, been an officer for about forty years, he said, "Don't worry about it because they're always going to find a way to talk to you." It's like the the officer wants to engage somebody; they'll find a way to do it. And it won't be clear until, you know, you go to court where you can actually start making trouble about it. But until then, they're going to do what they want, how they want to do it. And you're gonna, they're going to get away with it if it's bad, if it's good. Like, they're mm-hmm. going to get, they're going to do it. Because if they want to, they like, they, that was like, oh, man, that's kind of crazy. Like, yeah, it's the way it is. Because how else are they supposed to counter when it's really a bad situation? So, like, that's the give or take with it. Right. And, and don't get me wrong. It's the, the gentleman was doing his job yeah. and, you know, rightfully Again, so. I, I can disagree with the I'm not upset that I got a procedure. ticket. I was just kind of like, man, does that, you just sat there scanning people? That's Yeah, I, again, I, I disagree with the procedure, but if he, as long as he's following the law and protocols, you know, darn outside of Jersey Village, every time I've been pulled over, especially by a state trooper, you know, it's like, yep, yeah, you got me. And, you know, there's pleasantness all so, around. Brett, I got a citation for... Uh, what was the word? It says it's a citation for it's expired inspection sticker. That's what it or is. A registration? A registration, yeah. And I have 10 days to get it done, which I did. Booyah. Booyah, good on you. Well, what's hilarious about it is I literally put it on my calendar to go take care of it mm-hmm. this week. And I was like, you know, it's going to be really funny. It's right when I put that calendar, because I was hauling at work on calendars, 
and I offered to do her car too. I was like, you know, I have the time to take both of our cars and take care of this. And she's like, oh, no, I need it for whatever. And I was like, well, this is the day I'm doing it. That's where I'm going to be. And I'll tell you if it's a good place and how much it costs and all that kind of stuff. And uh, and I go, right when I put it, I was like, you know, it's going to be funny. In the next, like, five days, I'm going to get pulled over. Yeah. And I'll be like, oh, there we go. It was inevitable. So shout out to Jiffy Lube. Is that who did it? Yeah. Good on them. Yeah. Um, look at my car. I need to get some tires replaced. But, they're, hey, let's take a break real quick because we got a guest coming in. Oh, at, it's 942 already. At, uh, We've been shooting o'clock. the breeze, yeah, haven't we? We're going to talk to the folks at Veterans Assistance Dogs of Texas about an upcoming event. I think it's uh, brought to you by Earthwise Pet in the Woodlands. And, uh, you know, pet, pets, is a, pets is a world I don't really know about. I like, I like dogs, and I like uh, service dogs. But Earthwise Pet, I don't know if you've ever seen the store. There's a lot of weird, They're on 1488, Yeah, right? it's a lot of interesting stuff that you can buy your pets that I never knew. Okay. And then, I want to uh, hear details so, when we come back. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. But you're listening to Dick and Skippy in the Mornings, folks. We'll be right back here on IRLoneStar.com. And don't forget, uh, we're here every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. We'll be right back, and we're going to take a quick break. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. A Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936 647 3776 to take your first step into the radio world. Are you one of those who feel that life is too short to drink bad coffee? Then come to Beanpoint Coffee. Beanpoint Coffee is open with two locations. Whether you're in downtown Conroe or historic Montgomery, we have the best fresh brewed and specialty coffee, delicious pastries, and courteous staff. Come visit us at 330 North Main Street in Conroe or 401 College Street, Suite 170 in Montgomery. Visit beanpunkcoffee.com to see our complete list of special events. Did you know that there are over 153 million orphans in the world today? The sad reality is 99% of those kids will likely never be adopted. Core Love is an organization right here in Conroe that takes care of orphan children in Haiti, Honduras, and India. We bring the love of Jesus by providing their six basic needs of clean water, proper food, health care, education, job skills, and a loving home. Visit corelove.org. That's C-O-R-E-L-U-V dot org. Will you help defend the orphan? For those of you who like your partners, your gumbo, and your music salty, well, we're here to help with the music. Julian Shea here, host of Lone Star Country Nights Thursday, your weekly dose of roots and Americana and all the music that makes this part of the country special. We stir in Western Swing, Honky Tonk, Zydeco, Texas Blues, Outlaw Country, and put a pinch of red dirt, and then we smoke it over a slow fire. Then listen to the results Thursday nights on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. 
Did you know there are more than 790 abused and neglected children currently in foster care in Montgomery County? Will you help make a difference? I'm Allie Stevens with Costa Child Advocates of Montgomery County. We train and support volunteers to be the voice of children in the foster care system. Kids are moved from their home because of abuse and neglect, and we need volunteers just like you to advocate for these children. To learn more about becoming an advocate, please visit costaspeaksforkids.com. That's costaspeaksforkids.com. Hey, Montgomery County and online listeners. Thank you so very much for checking out Jazzy Vibes with Soul. What? You haven't done so yet? Well, you've got to tune in. Hi, I am the host of Jazzy Vibes with Soul, Miss C.C. Holmes, and I invite you to check us out every Friday and Saturday from 7 until 9 p.m., where you will get the best in old-school R&B and, of course, a little smooth jazz to make it jazzy. So tune in. That's right, tune in every Friday and Saturday right here on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 FM or worldwide at IRLongStar.com. Hey, welcome back. Uh, 947 on the dot. Dig and Skippy in the mornings in a few minutes. We'll be talking to Stephanie uh, over the phone about an event that's happening on August 3rd, coming up right around the corner. So looking forward to talking about that because it involves pets and doggies. <clears throat> so we're really happy about that. Yeah, unfortunately, you know, we talked about the uh, the deaf dog that I've been fostering for a while. Unfortunately, he he got uh, pretty sick. He's, he's still alive. I don't want to bury Man, the lead. Great way to open that one I up. would say, yeah, well, didn't want to bury the lead. Unfortunately. He uh, got a bad, uh, like, a skin condition, an infection that just hit him from, like, out of the blue. And there's, like... I had to take photos every day because he was on a, you know, the cone of shame for like about a week and a half. But things would keep on popping up in places he couldn't reach, like bloody so stuff. The, he's the patient zero? Well, yeah, if I, yeah right. Um, so he's he's being taken care of. I want to I wanna find out how he's doing, but oh, the heart's going right out. I don't know, but, um, you know, because he was a, 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 one of the many residents of you know, a place that we love, Pure Mutt's Animal Sanctuary. Oh, okay. That are you trying to say something before we get these pet people on, or so you you were like a compassionate person? I am. I love dogs, even the one pretty much. It looked like what doggy was, leprosy. What was the history of why we like dogs and we don't like other things? What was the do you you know talking about that conversation? Because no matter what, a I, dog is happy to see you every time you enter the room. Okay. No matter what's on so his it's mind, it's a selfish thing. So we're all we're all yeah, selfish. dogs. Yeah, dogs show unabashed love. Okay, cats sweet. don't, squirrels don't, parakeets don't, fish don't. don't. Of hamsters do. No, they don't. I don't know. I don't know. They a poop hamster. on your hand every <laughs> chance they get. I've never had a hamster. Uh, but no, Guinea of pigs? the domesticated animals, for the most part, snakes are pretty lovely. No, no we're not going to go snakes. Sorry. <laughs> they wrap themselves around yes, you. Yes, they do. Because they're evil, because they, they love you. No, I don't want to be loved by a snake. Pythons really love people. Yes, they do. They even kiss them. God help me! Every time I hear about a python owner that's been, you know, smothered to death by its own pet, I think it was reading. I, I gotta, I, I kind of snicker inside. This, I'm was, not proud of that. I was reading something about Florida and like ninety percent of their loss of small animal populations due to people bringing snakes over and like they lose their snakes. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I'm. I am so not a snake man, and it's just a horrible I thing to what say. Disney World does to keep the snakes out. If there's like, if it's that bad, oh, they've got to have a special troop of. They probably do a little, you know, 
high pitched harmonic then thing. Then again, I don't really know where Orlando is located in the sense of like, where's the? Isn't there a swamp there? Isn't a swamp in Florida? Well, Florida is pretty much a, a swamp. swamp. Yeah, as much like deserts, pretty uh, Houston's pretty much uh, Texas is pretty much a desert. You know, I'm going to just lump the whole state in together. Uh, I'm sure like Disney World has specific barriers and cutting edge technology and a whole army of snake charmers. But every yeah. time I see someone handling a snake or with a snake as a pet who gets injured as a result, I'm not proud to admit it, but I just like, yeah, well, that's Darwin for you. I'm not saying they deserve it out loud, but I have thought it. And that is a shameful thing, but uh, uh, it takes a real man to admit that on the air. Yeah. So, other one, but I love dogs. Well, cool. Good thing we're having these folks on then. Yeah. Well, they're going to call us and probably going to read me the riot act about snakes. And I know snakes are, are essential to the, uh, the not the food chain. Was it the circle of life? What's it called? Is that the new Lion King you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about where, you know, snakes eat this, which doesn't do that. Yeah. So they have their place in the world. I'm just, it, it's in my DNA, man. Spiders and snakes just totally freak me out. There's nothing wrong with that. Thank you. Thank you for validating <laughs> my childlike fears. I truly mean it. But anywho. Cool. Well, well anything else going on? We well, got we got a couple more minutes, so Oh, so the missus and I started binging at night, uh, the new Stranger Things. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. It's good. I it's I, I like the show. I was late coming into it because I know everyone's like, oh my gosh, when it first came out. And I watched it a little while later and it, it, it hooked me in. I like the I like the time capsule thing. You know, this one takes place in 1985. And they're pretty accurate with the styles, yeah. the hairstyles, the clothing, well, people are still and alive. the mall. But this season in particular, talking about this mall that's there and how it killed a lot of small-town that, businesses. That, that's why I love movies that are made in the 40s. Now, today, they seem to have that lens flare kind of glow mm-hmm. where everything is just too neat. And I'm like, you know, I mean, I know th- people took care of themselves, but it wasn't like that. Yeah. There's no way it was that shiny everywhere. Everyone's hair was on like shining off the sun. Because oh, everyone, everyone would be like, never underestimate the power of pomade. Well, I know, but it wasn't like every single person in the whole scene needs to have pomade in their hair. Yeah, unless that, I mean, like I, I just don't doubt. I doubt that it was really like that. I imagine one person was actually coming back from work and dirty and was like, you know what, didn't have time to put the pomade in. Sorry, guys. Yeah. So. That'd be the the but, the, the, the Irish. Thing coal mine worker but you get the 80s thing you like it yeah i'm flashing back to it man yeah. I, I miss the 80s Good. i love the big hair and the you know the ladies going to work with you know their power dresses power suits and their sneakers you, you, you remember that no they I carry their heels okay, so how... they carry their heels like in their hand or in a purse or something and they would wear sneakers to and from work but then they change into their, their i think my earliest memory of the 80s is when uh cans came in like the aluminum cans had the paper top instead of like the aluminum pop. Uh-huh. It was the paper top. Oh my gosh, yeah, that didn't That's last the only long. thing I remember. Like that was like I knew that was in the 80s. Well, because... they had, they had a scene in Stranger Things where a kid they're in a 7-Eleven and they're grabbing and they the cans were authentic original Coke cans. Uh and I miss that. I miss original Coke. You'll you'll never know that. The taste of original flavored Coca Cola. Well, original, I, I, well, original I had really, cocaine in it. I never but. really worried about it, so it wasn't like, oh man. I'm... But you see, the things you'll never experience. I mean, they're like minor things, but you'll never experience a Big Mac in a styrofoam container. 
or bet, the or bet, the McDLT. No, I bet I will in ten years when you know Burger King has that brain trust meeting and goes, you know what we should do? We should bring back those styrofoam containers. What? Well, there was that female scientist. I wish I'd taken notes on this. That is apparently invented or helped invent this hemp-based plastic that's biodegradable. And if you remember in episodes past, I've gone on at length about we need to become a consumable society in the sense that our products need to be made from materials that will break down after four, five, ten years because we trash them anyways. Our cars, our phones, our radios, our TVs, our clothing – and so I think this, and I said the, the person who invents the biodegradable plastic, and I mean after five years biodegradable, not a thousand, that will change our civilization. And I, that's already starting. I'm very excited about that. Yeah, come on, Jeff Bezos. Figure it out. Yeah. I thought Elon, speaking of which, I thought Elon Musk like quit Twitter a couple of weeks ago. Didn't he say he's like, I'm out of here? He can't quit Twitter. Oh, that's what I'm saying. I keep on getting, even though I don't follow him, I keep on getting Twitter reports saying uh, Elon Musk just tweeted something else. So I guess he retired from it like Garth Brooks retires from concerts. I mean, when money speaks. When money speaks, I listen. Yeah. Well, especially when Elon, I imagine, when does he have time to read and post? But I guess he does have time. I guess he's a normal person. What a what a coincidence. Or everyone that's famous is doing it on the toilet. It's like the only time they have Twitter time. Twitter time. Yeah. No, no, no. Sorry. Just Wait, do you not do the screen time thing on your phone? Where you see how like how much do you look at your phone? Uh, yeah, it pops up. I get a, like a report every couple of days. Yeah. You're turning into a zombie, Sean. Yeah. Keep looking. <laughs> but uh yeah so we got some folks coming in we're kind of excited about it uh kind of we'll be more excited when we get them on the phone we're gonna have a phone conversation we're in the pre-excitement we're, phase we're gonna talk about this event going on at uh, earthwise pet in the woodlands over on 1488 uh it's game day for va dogs in texas uh, i actually put a link on our facebook live feed cool. if you want to find it and we'll, we're gonna be talking to those they're gonna have prizes and there's a cornhole tournament i think it's uh for raising money and things like that for uh va uh, I guess it's support dogs, so for folks who are veterans, and they can... Uh, I saw, remember before we went on the air, I saw this therapy dog outside who was, I guess, a Doberman yeah. mix. It was like a pony ride. Catan. Uh, so this section's going out to Catan, the therapy dog, who was outside our studio just before we went on the air. Catan, if you're listening, woof. Oh, I can't believe you'd say that over the air. Yeah. A dirty boy. <laughs> uh it's 957. We're going to get these folks on the line and then we'll be right back here on Dick and Skippy in the morning. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, yeah, we'll be right back. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning with scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning. Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Are you one of those who feel that life is too short to drink bad coffee? Then come to Beanpoint Coffee. Beanpoint Coffee is open with two locations. Whether you're in downtown Conroe or historic Montgomery, we have the best fresh brewed and specialty coffee, delicious pastries, and courteous staff. Come visit us. 
at 330 North Main Street in Conroe or 401 College Street, Suite 170 in Montgomery. Visit beanpunkcoffee.com to see our complete list of special events. Statistics show that one out of every six Texans struggles with food insecurity and hunger. And many people don't eat enough fruits and vegetables every day. The Better Living for Texans program is here to help you learn how to make healthy menu choices, save money at the grocery store, prepare quick and delicious meals, get more good nutrition in your day, and get more physical activity. Classes are fun, friendly, interactive, and free, and taught in English and Spanish. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. A Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question or comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station at IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. Second Saturday Divorce Workshop provides unbiased information to help you understand your options and move forward with your life. This divorce workshop is for you if you are contemplating divorce, in the process of divorce, already filed for divorce, or post-divorce. You will explore the emotional, legal, and financial aspects of divorce from professionals who have guided others through divorce. For more information on this divorce workshop, contact SecondSaturdayWoodlands.com or call 832-375-0900. This is Rick, TRC. Every Tuesday on my show, Afternoons with Lone Star, from 3 to 7, I play back-to-back classic rock hits. That's right. I like to call it a two-for-Tuesday or a three-for-whatever-it-is-you'd like. Call the request line, 936-647-3776, or message me on Facebook, Afternoons with Lone Star, make a music request. That's right. You can do it. Here's what else. Go over to our website, IRLoneStar.com. Get the app on your phone. It's easy. You'll like it. Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's Community Radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That's Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on the computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. A Lone Star Community Radio, broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. Hello, welcome back to Nick and Skippy in the mornings, 10.01 on the dot here in the oh-so-sunshiny Lone Star Community Radio Studios. You know, we're brought to you on Conroe's 104.516.1 on your FM dial, as well as IRLoneStar.com worldwide and on Facebook. And we podcast every episode, so if you just can't get enough of us live, you can take us to bed with you. Cool. But our dulcet tones waft you off into a gentle sleep. That's all I got. I'm still here. I'm okay. still here. All right. I'm just trying to get some stuff ready. Well, so we got a special guest here. As you know, you may or may not know with our newly uh, reformatted setup here, we're on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays uh, from 9 to 10. But if we have a special guest, we'd take it past 10 as long as we want to go uh, to at least, you know, 
up to 11 o'clock, let's say. And definitely we have a special guest today. We have Stephanie Fitzpatrick on the line. She's the owner of Earthwise Pet Supplies. Stephanie, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. We're so glad to have you on. There was apparently a couple the other day we had like a time zone yeah. question. But then I, I didn't know you it, lived on another planet. Yeah, I didn't realize you were local. It's like <laughs> Or we lived on another planet. Yeah, Clearly. Yeah, so, someone somewhere was in a different time zone. So we got to apologize for that one. But we're so glad to have you on today. Thank you very much. Okay, so you're the owner of Earthwise Pet Supply. So uh, we're going to talk about the event coming up, but tell me about Earthwise Pet Supply. Uh, do you supply pets, pet goodies? Uh, what do you got there? So uh, we're a family and veteran-owned uh, uh, store, and we supply all-natural pet supplies um, to the Conroe area. And um, Montgomery County, we have people come in from all over, which is awesome. Um, and so basically we just have a variety of natural pet supplies, um, everything from food to toys, uh, um, some grooming supplies. We have uh, self-wash stations where we supply everything and you just bring your dog in, make a mess, and then we clean up after you. Totally cool. <laughs> wow. <We> have- <laughs> How long has Earthwise been in business here? So we're getting ready to celebrate our one-year anniversary, which is why we're having the big game day on August 3rd. Okay, well, now let's talk about this. So tell me a little bit about this one. It's happening Saturday, August 3rd, a couple of Saturdays from now. Uh, You guys are partnered up with someone else, right? Go into details here. Yes, so uh, we've partnered with Signature, which is one of our uh, vendors. And that's Signature with a Z, right? Correct. And um, so our goal is, to raise money that day to um, help train a service dog for a local military veteran through the Veterans Assistance Dogs of Texas. And um, so that day, the things that we're doing to raise money, we're having a cornhole tournament, a dog, and you can bring your cats too. We have some uh, (laughs) competitions like Best Kisser, Best uh, Tail Wagger. Um, Oh, this is for the dogs. Pet Dick, human lookalike contest. Yes, Dick sir. was getting excited there for a second, so he wanted. <laughs> sorry, Dick, it's the dogs kissing. We don't discriminate. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we also have a wheel that you can um, pay five dollars and spin it, and whatever you land on, uh, you get. And there's everything from free self washes and uh, gourmet bags of treats, all the way up to a free spa day in our grooming salon. So the money raised at this fundraiser is going to go to Veterans Assistance Dogs of Texas to help, uh, uh, I guess, procure and train a service dog. And isn't Signature, like, matching some funds on this? Yes. So our goal that day, it costs between twelve dollars to $14,000 train, to train one dog. So our goal for the day is to raise $12,000 and everything – that we raise, Signature has agreed to match what we raise up to $5,000. Oh, well, there is a yeah, good they're opportunity. Co- they're cool. We like Signature now. We love them. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about... Uh, well, let me, I want to know this. Okay. With training these kind of dogs, do you have insurance? Because I always wondered if you have a dog that's been trained or a service dog and it bites somebody, and like what happens with... Uh, what, is that something that people are instructed like oh, this is how you handle an animal because i mean an- they're animals so 
someone's gonna bug the crap out of it at one point, and it bite. Is it ever bitten? Is it a trade not to bite people? Right, I imagine. It it is. It's not likely. <laughs> um, you know, I would presume there are protocols. Uh, yeah, and there are, they do have um, some dogs that wash out of the system, as we say in the military. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but it's not typical, but really that's a question um, for VA Dogs of Texas. Okay. I'm not familiar with their uh, liability um, in, in the training of a dog. And that's, I mean, that's the difference. And it's funny because earlier I was talking about Katan, the therapy dog that was outside the studio. Well, he's back, she's up back outside again. This is a dog that could be oh, rented awesome. out as a pony ride if she wanted. She's the size of my house. Um, <laughs> well, let, let, I want to talk about the game day itself because coming up, you, people, when they come to this event, what are they expecting to do all day? Is it an all day event? Yeah, it sounds like you're going to have hamburgers, hot dogs, so there is food. Uh, and there's a cornhole tournament I'm reading, so there's other things involving, like it's pet-friendly, right? Uh, right? Or you can bring your pet, and you can hang out with oh, other, absolutely. other yeah, pet owners. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, for the best kissing and butt-wagging yeah. so and stuff. If I'm, a, <laughs> if I'm a pet owner or not a pet owner and I want to come check it out, what am I expecting? What do I need to bring? So um, first off, if they want to sign up for the competitions, they need to do so in advance, and they can do that by either calling our store or you can go um, onto our website and the events tab, and there's a link to sign up for the competitions there. And on our Facebook page, we have the scheduling of when the events will occur. So the cornhole tournament obviously is going to be most of the day, um, but the dog competitions, um, those are held at specific times. And so the event is set up so you can come and go throughout the day. Um, and if you just want to stop by and say hi, maybe make a donation um, in the box, you can do that. Uh, we're also selling game day T-shirts, and all of the proceeds from that will go uh, to VA Dogs of Texas as well. Um, so it's really set up that you can come for a little while and leave, maybe have some food, or you can stay all day if you want. We'd love to have you. Awesome. Stephanie, so earlier you said that um, Earthwise Pet Supply, you know, your family and veteran-owned. So I'm presuming that's why you chose uh, Veterans Assistant Dogs of Texas to, to represent in this? Yes. So um, we do several big events a year, and we like to support other nonprofit organizations as well. But, of course, the veterans organizations are near and dear to my heart. Mm-hmm. Um And we picked Veterans Assistance Dogs of Texas because, one, it's helping veterans, and, two, it's also helping dogs. They actually go into local shelters and pull out suitable dogs, and then they train them over the course of a year to a year and a half to, um, you mentioned earlier, be a therapy dog, but they actually uh, train them to perform a service as well. So... Some of these um, veterans are suffering from physical disabilities, and um, some of them are, you know, injuries, the silent injuries of war, um, some brain injuries, PTSD, uh, military sexual trauma. And in those instances, again, I'm not specifically a trainer, but I do know that uh, when they take the dog a step further beyond a therapy dog, they're actually training the dog to perform a service for the veteran. Um, so if it's a silent injury, maybe they have night terrors or something like that. They may be training the dog when they sense the 
pheromones or the activity that a person's doing while they're sleeping to go and turn a light on in a room so that maybe it'll wow. wake the um, veteran up. That's amazing. Um, and I want to talk about that because, uh, you know, a service dog and a therapy dog, you just see too many headlines nowadays where someone just wants to bring their their pet peacock or chinchilla on an airplane. So they say, oh, this is my therapy chinchilla. And they try to get away with it. But, I mean, these dogs and other animals, but primarily the dogs, they actually need to perform an actual function and purpose that you don't want posers out there, someone just, you know, throwing a vest on their dog and saying it's a service dog when it's not trained to handle, you know, that. I think that's where most of the bites and stuff happen. <clears throat> so it's very important, I think, to have actual fully trained service and therapy dogs. Am I right on that? It is. Uh, that is correct. And and there are people that are, um, unfortunately, there's not a uh, formal licensing requirement with the state or the federal government. Um, and so there's no way to regulate it right now. And hopefully someday someone will put that into action. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I'm really proud of our Earthwise family that we have. Uh, we held an event a couple months ago in April for another veterans organization, and we had a raffle for uh, that was just for the veterans. And um, there were people that came in with their therapy dogs, and they every single one of them said, oh, no, I'm not going to enter that contest. My dog's just a therapy dog and I'm not a veteran, and, you know, they were just so honest, and I just feel that way about the community writ large up here. I'm new to Texas. Uh, about four and a half years ago, I moved here, and I've just been really impressed with the integrity of most of the people that you run into. So, um, you know, they may do something to be able to get their dog to live with them in an apartment where they would otherwise not be allowed or something like that, but when it comes down to the true meat of it, I feel like people know not to cross the line. That's good to hear. Um, speaking of which, I think Katon heard us because she's been hanging outside the studio. I think they want to come in the studio. You want to let bring her, her in? Okay, so if you can hear us outside, if you want to bring Katon on in, <clears throat> maybe we can interview her. <laughs> well, why don't we take this opportunity to let people know the, the exact details of the event? Uh, it really is a big dog. Wow. Uh, yeah, if you don't mind, just let people know uh, it's on the 3rd of August. Sure. It's the 3rd of August from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. And uh, like I said, you can sign up in advance for the cornhole competitions or the, uh, the dog competitions on our website or on Facebook on the event. And you can also call in to sign up. Um, we're pre-selling raffle tickets for baskets that you can win. Um, we're pre-selling game day t-shirts. And, of course, you'll be able to spin the wheel when you come in. Bring some cash for the food. It's $5 a plate. All of that money um, uh, goes to the organization as well. Oh, wonderful. And, hey, Sean, take over real quick. I want to fix the camera. Okay. Absolutely. So we've got Andy in the studio with us with Katan. You heard me talk about Katan earlier. Uh, before Dick and I went on the air this morning, uh, saw Katan outside, and I had to comment that Katan could be rented out as a pony ride. And so, Andy, <laughs> uh, 
get right up on the microphone there. We're trying to get the cameras on Katan, who's got some of the most beautiful eyes I've ever seen. Um, and Katan's your uh, therapy dog. Am I correct on that? He's my service dog and therapy dog. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, hold on. We've got to get your microphone on. One second. Which microphone is that? I got it. So sorry about that. That's the beauty of live radio when we kind of go off the cuff here. And Stephanie, are you still with us? I'm still with you. Cool. Okay, so I don't know if you're watching, but so we got Andy here, and we're going to try and get cameras on Katan the dog. So say that again, uh, Katan is your or service dog? I got Katan about four years ago, uh-huh. and um, I needed a dog because uh, I, I needed a dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've always wanted some land and a dog and a house. And when we moved to Texas, that's what we did. And I got this great Dane who was about a year and a half old, mm-hmm. and uh, I had not a major operation, a triple bypass. And I needed to walk. So Katan and I started walking every day down the road and back. And then I just wound up training him more and more. And uh, he became my service dog. And, Oops, uh, I've been misgender identifying Katan. Sorry there, boy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was a... Well, he's a boy who's been fixed. Ah, okay. So it's, it's <laughs> well, we, we won't tell anyone, <clears throat> Katan. But um, he's been, for me, a real lifesaver. Uh, mm-hmm. Even today, I, I was in the hospital for twice this last two weeks. So again, I came out and I needed to walk and... Here he is, you know, pulling me along, and uh, it's great. It's just a wonderful thing. And I just met uh, Carly, I don't know, who lives in the Carly, uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yes, and uh, we were talking about her getting a dog. And it's so expensive for these people who are blind to get a dog. It's a long process. It's expensive. It's, mm-hmm. it's so I would love some way to be able to make that faster or easier, but... Uh, it takes a lot of time and a lot of energy to train a dog for what someone who can't see needs. I, I think you're right, Andy, and which is great that, you know, we have this this fundraiser uh, coming up on, on in a couple of Saturdays because, as Stephanie said, it takes, you know, tens of thousands of dollars just to train one dog. And, Dick, earlier you were saying, you know, the difference between dogs and cats, easy. Have you ever seen a seeing-eye cat? <laughs> yeah. Not a good one. I've seen the show. I've, I've seen the they show wait cat. for the light to go red and, and then go for it. So, Andy, uh, Stephanie was telling us earlier about the, all the like service and therapy dogs do, and, and so it sounds like you really agree that the importance of having the right animal can can save a life, can can help someone convalesce. Well, definitely, but I think I think we really have to find some. You know, I have to tell you, I've lived in Israel for about 30 years, Mm -hmm. and uh, Starbucks came to Israel. And Starbucks is expensive. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The minute Starbucks was there, within a year... There are no bean punk coffee, I'll tell you that. Yeah, well, some Israeli came up with a cheap, like a five-shekel coffee, which was, like, ridiculously cheap. And he was offering coffee and a donut for five shekels, and it completely destroyed... Starbucks. I mean, Starbucks does not make it in Jerusalem. Starbucks does not make it in other places because someone said, that's ridiculous. Why should you spend such a tremendous amount of money when you can have, what's in a cup of coffee? You know, I mean, how much can the water and coffee cost? <laughs> so um, we need to do something similar for people who can't see here. We need to find a quick way to get dogs to be cheap and effective and get them out to people who need them, like Carly, without making them wait years and uh, to train the dog, and, and uh, we've got to come up with a better and cheaper system. Yeah, it blew me away when Stephanie said the, the cost it takes to train a dog, and I agree with you, Andy. I think the, the price really uh, can come down, um, but it's nice to know that these funds, especially with this uh, fundraiser coming up, will help uh, uh, 
you know, defray that cost big time. Um, so we will want to yeah. talk about, so tell us about the matching funds again, Stephanie, because in case people tuned in late on this one. Uh, yes. So, um, again, our goal is to raise $12,000 uh-huh. and signature is going to be matching up to $5,000 of the money we raised. And, um, I forgot to mention earlier that they will also be providing up to a year of dog food for the service dog to alleviate any burden on the service member that receives the dog. Well, that is so cool. So now uh, one question I meant to ask earlier, you said you were family and veteran owned. Uh, is that strike close to home? I mean, is this, uh, are, are you a veteran or with a veteran? I am. Well, first I was off, in the Army. well, thank you for your service right off the bat. Thank you. Um, we appreciate that. And so I, it also helps that, you know, someone who's, who's been in the service kind of knows the importance of a service animal. Absolutely. And we really appreciate that you chose this um, fundraiser and, and this cause. Because as Andy pointed out, you, you know, the dogs from, you know, helping with PTSD, uh, there are other syndromes too and situations, uh, anyone who's seen battle or served, down to, you know, the seeing eye dogs it, it's or, or therapy dogs for some, or you see how these dogs handle all the autistic, uh, the people on the autism spectrum. It's just amazing mm-hmm. and and we really appreciate if this is all local uh going down you know that your uh your business is local and that this is a, a, a texas organization really really appreciate that thank you um i also wanted to mention that um if anybody can't make it out to the event um they can always and, and this is striking a chord with them they can always go to VA Dogs of Texas's website mm-hmm. and make a donation that way as well. Um, I believe there's a link on their Facebook page too, uh, but their website is vadogs.org, uh, I believe. Well, that's wonderful. Let me double check myself on yeah, that. It is. I, I included that website on the details on okay, our Facebook perfect. feed, and it will be on the details of the podcast and all that kind of stuff. So, people, so, these are names of companies and organizations you want to remember. You want to remember Earthwise Pet Supply. You're in, you're here, off of, here in Montgomery County. Yeah, 1488. Where, where, what's your nearest cross street on 1488? So, we are conveniently located across from the ATB at Kirkendall and to the right of Specs. <laughs> I know exactly where you are. I drive past that. Oh, my God. I'd rather <laughs> drive past that all the time. Okay, I got to pop in now because, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, because I haven't, so I will. Well, there you go. So it's Earthwise Pet Supply. Uh, they're family and veteran-owned, uh, uh, about to serve, uh, celebrate their one-year anniversary. Then we got Signature Dog Food, and that's Signature with a Z, and that is uh, they're going to be matching these funds up to five thousand dollars. And I think if we, you know, you know, get enough cute dogs showing up, they they may up that a little bit. You never know. Um, and then of course we've got the veterans. I want to make sure Veterans Assistance Dogs of Texas, the organization. It actually supplies the, the dogs. All the information is on our uh, Facebook page. Uh, Dick has put links to everything. Yep. We've also been talking yep. to Andy. We didn't get to talk to uh, Katan in general. I think he's just kind of... He's just sitting. Yeah, Katan, he's kind of, Katan's happy to be here. Yeah, he's just kind of doing the dog thing there. Uh, but, <laughs> Stephanie, we really appreciate you taking out the time to talk to us today about this great event, and definitely people show up to this. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. This is awesome. You guys are great. 
Our pleasure. All right. Well, uh, we're going to take a quick break here on Dick and Skippy Morning. Stephanie, thank you so much for calling in. And good luck on the August 3rd, folks. More information about the event, we posted on our social media. So keep an eye on there. If you have any questions, just uh, check out Dick and Skippy on Facebook. We'll be right back after these messages. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question, comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station on IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. Does your company have needs that can be met by an employee who is dependable, hardworking, enthusiastic, motivated, cooperative, respectful, and punctual? Conroe Independent School District Special Education Department can meet your needs by connecting you with potential employees that have been preparing for a lifetime of employment. We have numerous individuals seeking paid and unpaid work experiences. If your company is interested in seeing how we can meet your business needs, call Conroe ISD Special Education Department to find the best employees for you at 936-709-7671. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out IRLoneStar.com sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776. From the beginning, the main purpose of the Cooperative Extension Service has been to change human behavior by teaching people how to apply the results of scientific research. By utilizing a holistic, multi-level approach, Extension Family and Community Health Programs encourage health and well-being for everyone. Addressing values, concerns, and needs with reliable science-based information, Extension Programs help people lead healthier lives. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. Despite some federal funding, many students in both Conroe ISD and Willis ISD are economically disadvantaged when it comes to affording their school supplies. With school starting back on August 14th, the Conroe Lake Conroe Chamber of Commerce, in partnership with Guarantee Bank and Trust, 
are working together to stuff the bus. Our school supply drive will be running from July 15th through August 12th, and we can't do it without your help. Get a full list of drop-off locations and times, the most needed supplies, and how you can chip in at Conroe.org. Hey guys, this is Connor. This is Dick. This is Chris. And we're with the Ticket Stub Podcast every Thursday live at noon on 104.5 and 106.1 FM in the Conroe area. Also, anytime at IRLoneStar.com. You go to IRLoneStar.com backslash TTS. You can find all of our social media. And don't forget, we give away two tickets to the Grand Theater on every show. If you like movies and you like complaining or celebrating anything that has to do with the silver screen, Check out the Ticket Stub podcast and join us every Thursday at noon o'clock on Lone Star Community Radio. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5 and 106.1 and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936-647-3776. All right, welcome back to Mornings with Lone Star. Hanging out in the studio here at IRLoneStar.com and having fun with Skippy. Skippy, you doing okay over I'm there doing, with, with Katan? I'm doing great. So this cracks me up. So Katan apparently is Hebrew for... for for tiny, for small. So that's like calling me stretch. Is, is, is she, oh, there, oh. there he is. There he is. He's a good boy. <laughs> but uh, anyhow, we want to thank Andy and Katan for coming in the studio. Talk yeah, about thanks, this guys. serendipity. You they can take were, a seat. We'll get you back on. They were uh, in the area waiting for the coffee shop to open and uh, wandered through. And I came out to remark that that was a b- one big dog. Yeah. And uh, so uh, by great coincidence, talking with Stephanie earlier, uh, with Earthwise, that's just uh, wonderful. I'm, I'm looking forward to that, uh, even though I don't have the dog with me, you know, the one we've been you're fostering. Be, you're back one home. of those weirdos who doesn't bring the kids to the kid's birthday party. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> is that what you're gonna I'm do? not going to bring, yeah, I'm not going to bring a dog to the dog festival, but I want to check out uh, their their business. Now I know exactly where it is. It's near my mom's house. So, God, you know, well, you know I'd what's funny? By. When we were talking about the unfortunate situation with your uh, foster dog, and I asked you what what does the dog eat, and you talk about how how you make the food. Yeah, he was. I've only known one person, and that was one of my best friends who were twins. His family got a dog from the Heidelberg German Shepherd place here mm-hmm. in the area, and the dad would spend like an hour boiling a chicken and making these meals for this dog. And I was like, man, I've never seen anybody. Spend this much time oh, making yeah. dog food. Damn dog ate better than I did. No. Yeah, I mean, like, that's insane. Yeah. I, I hate to break your um, uh, one-person theory, but... But everyone does uh, it. My, my neighbor, who I'm sure I can name Mrs. Harper. She's <laughs> Mrs. A, she's Harper. A, she, no, she's a... She's a yeah, we're, we're pretty sure she's dog, not listening right now. A dog helper and, and savior, and she, she she invests a tremendous amount of energy, money, time in saving animals, mm. all animals. And um, she has, at the moment, I think, 12 to 15 dogs in her property. Well, good thing you and like dogs. she cooks for all of them. Oh, wow. I mean, well, I, oh, see, I can see that because it'd be cost-effective in the long run to bulk it. But then we're talking about one dog and one diet. I was like, man, that's so hardcore. But then again, if it's part of the family, 
that's that's yeah, what that I means. Didn't, I didn't that's what that means, re- right? Resent, uh, but yes. So the the dog that we were fostering, Andy, he's not part of the family though. So that's why you abused it, right? Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> he got a skin condition, so he's in the vet. And, and oh, sure, but, you're, you're uh, under investigation. He's stone cold deaf. So, which is great for like July 4th. He just slept through everything. <laughs> but also, he's a vegetarian. He couldn't eat. He was allergic to all like meats and stuff. So every day he'd be cooking um, rice and vegetables. And he, you know, he loved like all vegetables. And then as the skin condition was, was messing with him. Wait, can dogs, he can dogs be vegetarians? This one is. Well, the, li- I, I mean, the lion in um, Lion King is. Oh, that's right. Remember, uh, 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 what's his name? Lion. Simba. They, right? Timon and Pumbaa teach him to eat, eat roots. Well, eat, they eat, eat grubs. grubs. Yeah, they eat grubs, too. I guess right. that kind of counts. But, Not uh, just grubs. I mean, they eat form now, big bugs. Don't, that... The dog wasn't vegetarian by choice because there were a couple of times that, you know, meat was left out on the stove that he hopped up and, and mm. got. So he, he liked meat just fine and dandy, but every day it was uh, rice and vegetables. And then as he was losing weight, because uh, he wasn't eating as much, I would... Did a whole bunch of scrambled eggs for him too, so a little quieter in my house, even though he was deaf and didn't bark. I, I think you could do a whole thing on dogs and food, uh, or funny stories and food, because uh, we have three dogs, all, mm-hmm. all large, larger, and larger. Like this. <laughs> and um, my wife put a uh, frozen piece of meat in the sink overnight to defrost. I got up in the morning to let the dogs out, and the piece of meat that was frozen was now in the bed of the dog. <laughs> But it was still in the wrapper hole because when he stole it, it was frozen. So he slept with it all night. <laughs> in the morning when I let them out, I took the meat back. I looked at the wrapper. It was sealed. I put it back in the sink. The dog came back and was like, wait a second. Well, where's my meal? <laughs> where, where my, where my bed that. mate? Yeah, right. <laughs> You're laughing at me. So I'm laughing at you. <laughs> well, we, we love dogs here at uh, Dick and Skippy in the mornings. Yeah, yeah we do. Well, now I know Holly's going to be calling. Be like, oh, I saw that dog. It's so cute. Why don't we get a dog? We need to get a dog. We need to get a dog. I'm telling you, it's a dog or it's the pitter-patter of tiny feet. Your call, my friend. Well, maybe yeah. maybe I need my dog for a, what do you call it, to be the symbol here. Yeah. yeah. No, our mascot. Well, we're in, mascot. We're in yeah. discussion on what kind of dog. So well, well, just Lo- Loving. Borrow yeah. someone like a Tiny over yeah, there. Katan. <laughs> I think she's the same height as uh, Holly. I think he's the same height as Holly. I mean, that could be the mayor of Munchkinville is the same height. I love you, Holly, but you're short. That's funny, but uh, cool. Okay, well, well, it's ten thirty-two on the dot. Let's close it out. Let's close it out. Been a great show. We got to talk to Stephanie. Got to talk to Andy. Got to hang out with Katan here and Dick. Of course, it's always a pleasure. Hanging with you. Yeah. I'm going to go out and be a movie star later today. So well, good luck with that. On don't Friday, forget, I'll tell you. Don't forget to powder. I, I so. won't. I'll be waiting for my trailer to show up. So, I'm sure yeah. they'll AC. have a craft services table, you know, caviar and limousines. Yeah. But on <laughs> Friday, we'll be back on Friday, 9 o'clock in the morning, and I'll tell you all about it. All right. Well, you're listening to Dick and Skippy in the mornings, and we'll be back on Friday morning at 9 o'clock. I don't think we have a guest on Friday, so if you're listening in between now and then, you want to be a guest, reach out to us on Gmail at Dick and Skippy. Uh, at gmail.com, or you can just call our message line uh, or call us at 936-228-9368. That's 936-228-9368. Thanks Zen for- Bat went. All right, you're always going to fit that one I'm going to fit it in. Just get Thanks used for to it. Uh, sticking around, and uh, we'll be back on uh, Friday morning.
Thanks for checking out this show on Lone Star Community Radio, Montgomery County's community radio station. This show is owned and produced by Lone Star Community Radio and recorded live from the LSCR studios in downtown Conroe, Texas. For more information about the show, to be a guest or to sponsor, just contact the studio at 936-647-3776 to leave a message or email us at lscrstudios at gmail.com.